Hey, this show's originating from Fairfield, Iowa. All good. Let's do it. <laughs> wow. Hey, you're here, and it's the Bro Show. Ooh. My name's Jerry. My, My name's John. Oh, we're on we don't fire have last today. names. <laughs> okay, we don't have last names. You know, hey, we're you like Ichiro Elvis. We don't need to say last names. No, no, we're we're like uh, Cher and Elvis. <laughs> Me being Cher, you being Elvis. Okay, I'll be Ichiro. Uh, Ichiro, ooh, I like that. Hey, uh, we might have some new listeners here. If we do, welcome aboard. And you know what? You can get notified every Saturday morning. Right after cartoons and cereal, you can get a little something in your email box, your inbox, that says, the bro show has dropped. You can now listen to it. And you click mm. the link and you're all set. So, yeah, hey. you can get notified. All you have to do is go to bro.show, no.com, no.net. You can put a www before it if you want to, but you don't have to. Bro.show, hit the return key, and boom, you're going to be looking at our stuff. You can subscribe. And you'll see our latest stuff. And you know what, John? Our latest stuff includes a report from you on the state of baseball 2023. Yep. The full year. And it's a great baseball a- report. I, I have the honor of being able to edit it for you and lay it out. And it's in Substack. And if you go to our site, it's the first thing you're going to see if you go to Substack, which is bro.show is a Substack webpage. And yeah, you just go there and bam, you've got all the goods and you're all ready to go. And you'll find out about what happened in the 2023 season. And there's pictures. You've been doing this for a while, haven't you? Yeah, probably 20, 20 plus years. And for those who don't really care that much about baseball, there's a few pictures of me and other people in it. Yeah. Yeah. If you just want to keep up with John. Yeah. You you know, know like John to read comic books and, you know, don't really go for the. The content that much and just want to I felt pictures. that barb. I felt that barb. <laughs> <laughs> you taught me how to read by by with comic books. Oh yeah, yeah, that's another story. We'll tell that some other another day. time. Hey, okay, oh, so well, we have a sponsor, don't we? Yeah, we do have a sponsor. Our sponsor is the Animal Legal Defense Fund. Their mission is to protect the lives and advance the interest of animals through the legal system. And that's, you know, that's a great organization. And I'm proud to say mm. we've had this one for several years yeah. and always look forward to mentioning it. Yeah, oh. it's a wonderful thing. They have swag, too, don't they? Oh, they do. Very, very good swag. Their swag is we have swag, too. And our swag goes to them. In other words, when you buy a T-shirt from us, money goes to them. And you wow. can get a link to our T-shirts at the bottom of the show notes. Hey, hey. Right, dude. You ready for a rabbit story? <laughs> I think we got a rabbit story, and our rabbit story was provided to us by uh, Brett Pontani. He's the one who said, hey, you know what? You know, I, I was a runner, and when I was a runner back in college, uh, we, we often had pacers, and those pacers were called rabbits. And I think most recently I've even learned a little bit about rabbits because the Chicago Marathon uh, always has rabbits, and by having rabbits this last time, they established one of the participants established the world record for a marathon, two hours and 35 seconds. But what Ooh. is a rabbit? Yeah. A rabbit is a runner who leads a middle or uh, long distance race. 
for the first section of it at a certain pace to encourage speed, to kind of take the load off of the runner as to what's going on. And they're used in races that are anywhere from usually 1,500 meters up to marathons or 26 miles. Uh, but there's a couple reasons we might have them. And the main one is race organizers like to encourage uh, world record attempts. So what they'll do is they will hire a rabbit. A person that's experienced in this has got to be very capable of, you know, setting a, a long a, a pace for most of the race. And so that way that the runner can focus on the running itself. Uh, and some runners actually have a reputation of being these these professional rabbits and they're employed by either the organizer or, you know, what the actual individual runner might decide that they want to have a rabbit. So I guess the question you know, we have a couple of questions that might be asked. One is, is it illegal to use these rabbits? And I think what uh, we find is that in the yeah, in the good old days, uh, you know, the original rules actually frowned upon it. And we're not, they were not allowed. Um, but now uh, those kind of rules are up by the wayside, but you still need to have a, you can't have what I call a Rosie Ruiz moment. That's back when a marathon, oh. Boston Marathon, somebody just jumped in the middle of the race, got in the middle of it and ran. So you mm. can't have a pacer, you know, like two or three miles into it say, well, I didn't need to run those first two miles because I'm just a pacer. No, I can't do that. You've mm. got to be there from the get go when the, the race starts. Gotcha. Gotcha. And just think about there's there's some races just don't make any sense. So the Olympics, you know, you, you don't have a pacer in the marathon because each country, you know, you, you have to basically earn the right to go. You just can't jump in as a pacer. So championship races, there are some races you don't have it. So we might just, you know, quickly go through some of the benefits that have it. Oh, yeah. We've already mentioned. Well, you know, you got uh, the fact you want the, the, the race to start off at a, at a steady pace. You don't want somebody to get going too fast, get worn out, going too slow, then they want to get a chance to do their best. And so it allows the runner to keep focused on the things that don't, doesn't have to worry about pace, doesn't have to look at their watch, this and that, whatever. This was actually pretty, pretty important back maybe, you know, 50 years ago uh, when we didn't have, you know, all the mechanics and didn't have the signs and this and that to show exactly what was going on. Uh, the other thing is that uh, it motivates a runner uh, and, and there's encouragement when you have a, a rabbit or a group of rabbits, which, uh, uh, you know, I get the chance to throw that collective noun out, a colony oh, yeah. of rabbits. Ooh, um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, hey, when did all this stuff begin? Well, uh, yeah. it's probably been around for a real long time, but got some notoriety back uh and in, meant in, uh, into the public forefront when Roger Bannister became the first man to run a sub four minute mile in that's 1954. Right, yeah, yeah, those were the days. Uh, that's, oh, that's yeah, that's a nice year for me. Uh, yeah, and hot. He, so that that famously he had two uh, celebrated pacemakers at the time who were right along with them three and a half about three and a half of uh, the four laps of a, of a mile. And of course, they, they get a lot of credit for him being able to establish a record. Now, you would think somewhere along the line, one of these rabbits would say, look, my ego is saying, I don't like to be a rabbit. I want to be a winner. I don't want to be a loser. <laughs> so sure, yeah. enough, we have had it some happened. celebrated moments. It has happened. And probably the most famous time that a rabbit has actually won a race occurs back in 2002 in, in Berlin. 
when a uh, a Kenyan runner, and of course Kenyan runners, I don't think I'd want a Kenyan runner to beat a rabbit wow. because they, they run pretty fast. Uh, and yeah, they a, do. A guy uh, and long. Is, yeah, Simon uh, Bywat, a uh, 30-year-old Kenyan, was a pacemaker in the Berlin Marathon. Now, Berlin Marathon is like considered one of the top four or five marathons right now. So it's nice and flat, this and that, whatever. And so instead of dropping out, you know, he gets he's on a roll and says, hey, what the heck, I'm just going to go for it. And sure enough, he bags the first prize, um, a winner a prize of uh, $25,000. Now, wow. like I said before, this is a Kenyan who's won races before and after. So uh, yeah, they picked the wrong He was short, he was short on rent. He was short on his rent. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He didn't really have a choice. They they made a bad decision picking this guy. That's all I got to say. Well, hey, you know, I, I've got to cut in here. You know, up until 24 hours ago, when you were telling me about this, I wasn't <laughs> listening real carefully. And I thought you were talking about the rabbits and the dog races. Oh, yeah, that's a whole nother rabbit. We can use that for another. We don't have many stories left, but we could. No. Yeah. That's no, I point. would waste it on that. But, you know, that that's what I thought. And then 24 hours ago, it kind of dawned on me. He's talking about human beings. He's not talking about dogs and artificial rabbits on a wire like they use in the dog tracks. So it was you know, it was eye opening. I, I really didn't know about this at all. I'll tell you, there's one other thing I've got to mention. You will not okay. find it in any of this information about uh, these pacemaker rabbits. Pacemaker rabbits do one very another very, very important thing. What's they that? break they break wind. What? They oh, break wind. Okay. All right. All right. I know what you're talking about now. Okay. They. They. Right. Well, of course. I'm. I'm talking about yeah. blocking the wind. Of course. What else could I of be course. talking about? <laughs> oh, you are so sick. But can we move on to the word now? <laughs> Our word is actually three words, but it's used as one word. Therefore, it's the word. The word is artificial general intelligence. Some people call it AGI. But I've taken a vow not to use acronyms for words for a while. It upset one of our listeners. Did it really? So, yeah, I can't talk oh, about it. Oh, you know what's, what's I good can't about talk the about fact? It. Hey, here's here's the thing. It's good for not using the acronyms because I screw them up. I would have said A-I-G. And you know what? Yeah. We, yeah. That would have been more confusing. It would have. It would have. It, the world of acronyms is a very confusing world. I'm glad we're out of it to tell you the truth. I think you're you know? out of it if you use the acronyms. Uh, I'm not, uh, yeah, I wasn't going to use it. So, <laughs> Oh, right. okay. I won't use right. it then either. Yeah. Artificial I, I, general I said, intelligence. Okay. It's pretty cool. Let me. Can I define it for you, John? Go for it. All right. Uh, I'm going to read it here. It's, it's a pretty good definition. It's in Wiki. Uh, it's very complete. An artificial general intelligence is a hypothetical type of intelligent agent if realized an agi oops i said it could learn to accomplish any intellectual task that human beings or animals can perform alternately artificial general intelligence has been defined as an autonomous system that can that surpasses human capabilities in the majority of economically valuable tasks. Creating artificial general intelligence is a primary goal of some artificial intelligence research and of companies such as OpenAI, DeepMind, and Anthropic. 
It's a common topic in science fiction and future studies also. Wow. I feel a sense of relief that you You and I both. uh, I feel a sense of relief that you use the acronym. So therefore, I won the contest. Now look, look. We made an agreement to cut down on on our on the bullshit during the opening, so we could get to the content. And then during the content of the show, I said we can then do some of our stick if you want to. But you're getting carried away. You're getting carried away. You're taking liberties, my friend. Okay. Liberties. Hey, why don't you use that wonderful example that when the, that's when the point where the light bulb went off on my in my head as to really what this word these this Three these three words together mean not three letters. Or go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah. What know, that, what the three? Yeah, what the three words really mean? You know what it is? I think for me anyway, it's it's autonomous is is one of the key words. Because uh, right, you see, right now what happens with artificial intelligence is it's it's kind of like a little animal. You feed it, and then it it can it can get the paper for you or whatever. But mm. an autonomous and what do you feed it? You feed it. Web pages mostly, right. you know, tweets, all kinds of content all over the web, and then it puts it together and establishes a knowledge base. And then when you ask it a question, it has a certain skill in understanding your question and repeating back an answer that makes sense and doesn't sound like a robot. So that's you know the state of artificial intelligence right now today as we speak. However, in the future, there's going to be an autonomous version of that, meaning you don't have to feed it. You don't have to feed it any knowledge. It, it has its own internal logic. And wait for it, John. It can do math. It can do math. It can open a door in order in order to uh, go, go out and fetch the paper. It, it's really yeah. you're right. It can it can use logic. Now, people say math. Wait a minute. Computers have been doing math forever. True, but a human is really doing the math. He's using yeah. a computer to do it. All right. Artificial intelligence, believe it or not, ChatGPT can't do math worth a damn. Right? We know this is a good example of the kind of mistakes we have to be aware of with artificial intelligence. Okay. Uh, so I think we've done a good job at defining the word. Now everybody okay. understands. We're going to have a pop quiz later, and it will be on your record. It will be, you know, it'll oh. count against your grade. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I keep score, so that's important to me. I know. I know you do. You're one of those guys. Yeah. Okay. So, are are you ready for our two takes? Because we've got yeah, we've I, got something exciting. We sure do. Uh, the reason we use this this these series of words is because. It provided a, a, a series of events took place over in the month of November, over the course of four or five days. They really kind of shook up the uh, the techie world, the tech world, because what happened was that all of a sudden one of the gurus when it comes to, to artificial intelligence, Sam Altman, who was the CEO of OpenAI, was all of a sudden fired for a rather nebulous reasons that really didn't say. They said consistently the board fired him on November 17th, saying that he consistently was not candid in his communications with the board. And all of a sudden, he's out He's out on the street. He's out. Yeah. He's, he's history. So sure enough, the, the number two guy, Greg uh, Brockman, who was also a, a, a co-founder of OpenAI, he announces, listen, if Sam's gone, I am too. He leaves. 
So in, in wake of that, uh, several other senior AI executives kind of follow suit and do the same thing. And so it starts, starts the ball rolling in, in, that, in that way. Now, one of the bigger players, the investors in OpenAI, Microsoft, which we'll talk a little bit in detail about later, uses their clout to try and convince the AI, OpenAI board that they need to go reverse their decision and bring Sam back. Uh, so what they do is they, they go through and they make the overture that OpenAI does to, to Sam and to work out a return to the company. But it, 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 they do that right away, but things seem to bog down. They don't seem to be mm-hmm. going as well as they could. So all of a sudden, uh, Microsoft says, hey, we're going to step in here and show our cloud again. And what they say is they announced that Sam Altman and Greg Brackman, these two heavyweights, are going to join Microsoft. And I think the most the hilarious thing about this announcement is the fact that they also say, of course, that will not change our relationship and we'll still be a, a part of uh, open AI, which kind of creates strange bedfellows if you take a look at it. Two guys that get fired are all of a sudden going to be a major player in terms of getting back in. Well, it was that impetus plus the fact that once a, uh, Microsoft announces that uh, Sam and Greg are going to be moving over, all of a sudden a bunch of the other uh, hundreds of, of the o- OpenAI employees threatened to quit and jump ship to Microsoft too. Well, that was just the impetus that was needed. And before you know it, news breaking news, OpenAI, OpenAI announces that Sam Altman is officially back as a CEO. And three board members are let go, and two have been already replaced. It'd be kind of interesting to see who that other one will yeah. be yeah. to be continued. So that's the drama that took place. Now, but there is players, and why does all this kind of take place? And we've had a show about Sam Altman before, a bro show, and he's a very yeah. he's a heavyweight in so many ways. Um, and yeah, he is. Uh, Sam Altman. The cool thing about Sam is is that he's he's young. What is he? Thirty-seven, John? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Is it, that sounds about right? He look. That's he looks pretty young still. Yeah, yeah. I may be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure he's thirty-seven or something. Anyway, the thing about Sam that's interesting is, although you know he's not an old man or anything like that, he is deeply embedded in the venture capital community, uh, the tech community, and now he's becoming more established in government circles also. So. Right. He is a really good good guy at bringing people together and to getting people to part with their money. He's <laughs> really good at that. And uh, he puts his money where his mouth is, too. He's acquired quite a fortune, and he's put a lot of money into OpenAI also, personally. So, wow. he's a, yeah, he's a very interesting fellow. Uh, now, why on earth they would ever want to get rid of him is, uh, was a mystery. And they never, ever gave a very good reason. They said he was less than uh, forthcoming. And then, the uh, believe it or not, John, uh, a committee in the Senate, who I think one of the committees Sam had talked to over the, over the last year, called OpenAI uh, board, the CEO, the new CEO, and said, uh, we're very curious about what just happened. We're concerned that there's going to be anti-competitive behavior going on here. We want to know the reason you got rid of Sam. Yeah. And they they couldn't give one. They said, well, he's less than candid and he's so good at being less than candid. We don't have a specific example. He's so (laughs) deft. Now, if you've ever heard bullshit before, you probably recognize. Well, yeah, 
I mean, there, there is, it there, is. There, yeah, there and, it is. Uh, and I think that the way the structure of this organization kind of full, unfolded uh, over the last four or five years is, if, is it creates the it platform upon which it does. It, it, yeah. The platform doesn't help matters much. And we need to think about this in terms of we're using the word open AI. And when it originated back in 2015, uh, they realized that what they needed to do is they needed to have, Sam realized we needed to have something set up in which we are benefiting mankind, not a company in terms of stockholders, profit, et cetera. Right. So they right. felt that the nonprofit, the 501c3 status as a tax exempt organization was the way to fly because yep. they wanted the goal of building safe, artificial general intelligence for the benefit of humanity. Yep. Now, in order to do this, though, nonprofits, they're, they're a, it's a misnomer when you say nonprofit because, you see, they need to make a profit in order to exist. They need to have money. So yes. well, how are they? So, but they just don't can't get it by selling product. They got to go and have a campaign, a fundraiser, donations, contributions. Yep. And I'll tell you right now, no organization in their right minds would ever state a goal of how much money they're going to make unless they are well on their way to getting that. And that's exactly what they did. They said, "Look, we need a billion dollars to make this happen." And they basically had an idea of how they were going to do it and sort of an informal they commitments. commitment. They, they had commitments. commitments. So, but by 2019, they had only raised 130 million. And there is one name we haven't mentioned yet, which plays uh -oh. very big. And maybe you can give us some insight as to what that was all yeah. about. Yeah. Okay. Well, the first two, the two people formed this. Uh, one guy was very afraid of AI, and his name's Elon Musk. And one guy embraced it, but he felt it needed to be done safely and for the benefit of mankind. These two got together and, and started OpenAI, the nonprofit. And Elon Musk says, uh, if you can raise $100 million, I've got $900 million, and we'll have a billion. Yeah. So that was his commitment. Guess what? <laughs> he, he went crazy in 2019. <laughs> he, he bailed. That's, uh, he, ba he not only, uh, but, but he bailed on a lot of stuff. He's he's done a lot of erratic things since then. Yeah, the last two years. Um, so this is one of the erratic things he did that I consider erratic because I think this is a very worthwhile endeavor. So it put them in a tough spot, John. What they had to did. do then was they had a shortfall, and Altman's a very realistic guy, and he's a guy with a lot of money raising skills. And he said, "There's no way we're going to get to our billion dollars in time to meet payroll, to pay rent, to get machines running, to do all this stuff." without actually creating a product and selling stock, right. which is what they did. They formed so what a they separate profit-making arm there, that was under the supervision can, of the nonprofit, right? You can do that. This is, a very, this is a very common thing that is done when an organization feels that they, they, they're going to be doing something which doesn't directly connect to their, their, their status as a tax-exempt organization. In this case, the reason they do it, as we already mentioned, is to, is to basically get more capital, more money into the organization that is that is needed. So keep in mind that the way it works is that you can also, it is under the control of, it's a subsidiary, which I would call OpenAI for profit, is under yep. the control of OpenAI nonprofit. And Correct. that's the way that it works. And that's so, how it happened. Uh, that's how it happened. Yeah. They created a product, right? Chat GPT, everyone's heard of it now. One million, 100 million users in the first month, John, 100 million. That's the best rollout of any application 
software, even hardware in the world ever done. They set a record. They did it. And that raised all the money they needed. Right. Mm. Now, one, one thing that's interesting about this, we quite often think, why did ChatGPT happen when it did? And, well, because they probably had a lot of this. It could have been full, unfolded out a lot slower and much sooner. But the fact is that when they had to create a for-profit sub and put mm-hmm. a product out, Mm-hmm. because musk bails on them that's the trigger that's the thing that basically makes the need to put the product out when they did and i think that's something that people don't really kind of think through as to why yeah. it happened that's, that's why it that happened kind of and this caused and this caused all the this divided the company because there were those people who felt that it was too soon and those people who felt it was time and so now we have a bifurcated company some people who are preaching safety and go slower and some people are saying we're doing just fine let's keep moving and that's the split that occurred and that's why one of the big reasons that he got ousted why sam was ousted and that's also one of the big reasons he came back because the people who wanted to keep moving were in the majority in fact 90 percent of the employees offered their resignation and were going to work for microsoft and microsoft offered every one of them jobs wow (laughs) Now, Microsoft, yeah, Microsoft, Microsoft's the, yeah, they're the elephant in the room, John. Yeah, they're the elephant in the room. They're the, they're the, and what we need to do is, I think you need to talk a little bit about Microsoft because Microsoft, you know, as a person who's on, in, on the outside looking into the technical world, thinks of them as sort of like a dinosaur because they're Windows, they're, they're, they're old school, uh, this mm-hmm. and that. But, but that's not really, they, they become a major investor in, 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 with in OpenAI. And and I think the image that they had doesn't help matters much because, you know, Microsoft, you know, wants to make money, it appears. But they actually turn out to be a, a good organization and, and kind of maybe yeah. you can go through a little bit of, of Microsoft and, and how they yeah. kind of evolved. Yeah, Microsoft, as most people know, was started up by Bill Gates uh, and uh, Steve Ballmer took over the reins from when, when Gates retired. And Ballmer was more of a basketball coach. Than a, uh, <laughs> than a uh, CEO, and he nearly he nearly ran the company into the ground. And then, of course, whenever you run a company into the ground and you hand it over to somebody else, you make sure there's some sort of minority that you can pin the whole thing on. And usually, it's a woman. <laughs> usually, it's a woman. But in this case, they found a guy from India, Satya Nadella, and they they hung this uh, albatross around his neck. Well, guess what? Turns out Satya Nadella is a genius, business genius and a tech genius. And he turned the whole thing around without anyone even noticing. He created the infrastructure that a lot of the most successful companies in the world run on. And I'm not talking about Windows. I'm talking about Azure. Azure okay. is software that manages huge numbers of servers. So businesses can crunch numbers, store documents, search the archives, do whatever they need to do. And they are the backbone of artificial intelligence. And they teamed up with OpenAI, NVIDIA, and AMD, three other companies, to create the backbone of ChatGPT, which, if you've ever used it, is pretty damn amazing. For instance, I took this article that we linked about OpenAI, fed it into GPT, and said, summarize this. As soon as I hit the return, I, I couldn't even count a number. It was sub-second. 
the, can, the can you summary imagine? came back. The summary it's came a, back to me. It, it, you know, it, can you just imagine if a person, we won't name anybody, it would have this available and were responsible for writing a book report on a long novel. <laughs> <laughs> this person, you're getting personal. Uh, but why would he need to do that if he had a comic book, a TV show, and Cliff's Notes? <laughs> okay, but yeah, okay. we're running out of time, so we have to keep moving, okay. John. Sorry, because this is some pretty good stuff you're talking about. All right, look, uh, bottom line here, Microsoft is really the big player in this. Why? Because they really pushed the things forward. They said, we'll, we'll provide your infrastructure. We'll put billions of dollars into open AI. And they did. They put $9 billion into open AI, John. Okay. $9 billion. That's a lot of money. And they own 49% of open AI for profit. That's significant. So when they got rid of Sam Altman, Satya Nadella had a fair amount of pull, but he wasn't on the board. But the rumor is that one of the Microsoft people will be on the new board that is forming as we flap our gums here. I think there's another chapter to this story. Look forward to there it is. in the future. I and, it, it, and I think there's still a little bit of attention. We still have the oh, yeah. ones who are concerned about the nefarious uh, things that might be going on. And we don't, since we don't have all the answers at this point, it'll be interesting to see how this thing all uh, unfolds. But we got to realize that Sam has always been, uh, and he still, you can see how it works with, uh, with the organizations he's, he's interested in, not this short-term problem, that it perceived problem, but more concerned about uh, universal base, uh, basic income and things such as that. So Yeah, safety net, have a safety net for people who are losing jobs because of this. That's what right. he sees as the real danger to humanity, not you know somebody using uh, ChatGPT to scam someone out of their retirement, although that would be a hell of a thing. But still, the real danger is millions of people out of work and no food and no water. Right. And that's, you know, happening. That's something that, that is a big problem yeah. already. So. Yeah, it is a big problem. Oh, good. All right, dude. Okay. Are you ready for some uh, groaners? Yeah. Our, our groaners are provided to us by the uh, groaner guru, Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr. And he came up mm -hmm. with two very choice ones. And here we go. And this one, he said he really wanted, was interested in giving it to you because it refers to Netherlands. Ooh. Why did the unemployed plumber move to the Netherlands? Why did the unemployed plumber move to Netherlands? To the Netherlands? Think in terms of uh, footwear uh, in Netherlands. Oh, footwear. Yeah. Uh, uh, there. Boots? Boots? Uh no, it's throwing me off. I was thinking okay. below sea level, you know. No, no, it's it, it, it something runs downhill. It's because everybody there has clogs. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that is okay. So okay, that was that was the rough one. I'm gonna give you one. It's a little. I think it's a. It, it, I wouldn't call it a, a, throwing you a meatball, but it's it's a little bit bigger than usual. Why can't a cyclops spell Hawaii? Why can't a cyclops spell Hawaii? Because he only has one eye. That's it exactly. It takes it requires two eyes in order to spell it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, wow. you got one out of two. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Out of here. Okay. Bye.